And then you'll be able to get a good fee for whatever it is. So uh, don't, don't worry too much. Uh, that's uh, the, everybody's, uh, somebody's interested in everything. And anything you can be interested in, you'll find others will. But it's absolutely stupid to spend your time doing things you don't like. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our manifestation journey. My name is Samantha. My name is Michaela. And we live together with our husbands and children. In the fall of 2019, we decided to go on our manifestation journey. On this journey, we didn't really know what laid ahead of us. No, we did not. And then everything happened. We started using law of attraction strategies. We started listening to podcasts. We were reading all of the books. We were doing all of the meditations. And we found more than we could have ever dreamed of. And we know that more is on its way to us. So you can go back to episode one and follow us on this journey because we started not knowing anything. And now we have, we feel like our journey is blossoming. And after all, if you do really like what you're doing, it doesn't matter what it is, you can eventually turn it, uh, you could eventually become a master of it. It's the only way to become a master of something, you really will it. We're tired of people not living their dream lives. We're tired of it. <laughs> We're here to tell you your dream life is possible, what you desire desires you, and we are here to help you get into alignment with what you really want and ask for more and receive more and become the best version of yourself and live a life that inspires other people and helps other people and raises the vibration of the planet and makes this world a better place. It all sounds bumper sticker after school special and it's not. That's what we're here to tell you. It's not. Like it's real. It's real. We live it every day. It's better than I visualized. Mm -hmm. It's more magical. It's more exciting and we know we are just getting started. Yeah. We can't wait to show you and ourselves what's possible and just add to the magic that has been our manifestation journey. We know how valuable time is, so we're really grateful that you've chosen to spend some of your time with us. Thank you and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to our manifestation journey. This is Michaela. I'm Sam. And we had the absolute pleasure of spending some time with Katie J today. She goes by the Womanifester. Um, she has such a cool story and such a beautiful outlook on life. Mm-hmm. Like we just had so much fun talking to her. Mm-hmm. And she just sort of exudes this like like very attractive energy. Yeah. Like she just feels like someone who's very balanced and very aligned and you can just hear it in how she speaks. Um, and she's just, she's been up to so many exciting things and she was sort of giving us, um, some insight into her life. And so I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a, a bio on her just so that you know, um, her, a bit, a bit of her story and a bit of who she is. So, um, Katie J. Jones is a manifestation coach, women's circle facilitator, 300 hour certified yoga teacher and spiritual man and spiritual meditation guide. Her mission is to help the world heal through the power of aligned intentional manifestation. She does this by holding space for girls. I can't speak. 
She does this by holding space for growth and transformation through a spiritual yet practical coaching style for groups, private clients, community gatherings, and retreats. Mm. So she actually just finished her first retreat, which is called Ease. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, that was like really successful and I think it was sold out, like all of her spots were sold out. Um, and you can actually head over to her website to get on the wait list for the next retreat. Uh, I think that's happening later this year. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was just a really lovely conversation. I don't know how else to sort of explain that. Like she answered a lot of our questions and gave us an insight into what it's like to live a life, uh, based on like what you want. I don't know how else to explain really that. how to create a life that you yeah. love and that you enjoy. She's embodying what she's exactly. teaching. Yeah. And you can tell in her, her clarity really like her, her very, um, it's like she said it in her bio. It's just this practical approach to manifestation and truly living her most authentic life. Yeah. Um, and it just like exudes right out into yeah, like into she's her ep- this episode. When we first we we say a little bit about this in the interview, but when we the first time we, I found heard of uh, Will Manifestor was actually on um, a Manifestation Babe podcast. She was interviewed by Catherine, which is crazy to me that she's now on our podcast. Um, <laughs> like such a crazy holy crap moment for me. Um, and yeah, th- that was. A year ago, mm-hmm. almost exactly a year ago. Um, and she was talking about how she's making some changes in her life and how she just bought a, a van that she's going to renovate and live out of. So she's living in an apartment at the time. And so we've been able to see this transition that she's made between like living, you know, a nor- normal quote unquote. I don't know why I'm using that word, but you know, a life in an apartment versus a life in a van. And so she's recently moved into this van and it's beautiful. Like it's all like lined with wood and like, you know, she's got it all organized. And so we did the podcast interview. She was in her van, Mm -hmm. like bound some Wi-Fi, And so it was just such a surreal kind of definitely a full circle moment for me. Mm -hmm. Like to, and I, I have been a, avid woman manifester supporter I would say since I found her um Katie uses the word witch a lot in her content which I love um and you know she talks about in this this interview she talks all about her journey into finding like what brought her happiness and what how she found her alignment and her joy and it wasn't necessarily the route that she thought right that she was going to take and I love those lessons Mm -hmm. as well um yeah like it was just very very insightful she also talks about um because we had questions about uh the relationship between the BIPOC community and manifestation and she did a post that said uh manifestation isn't just for the white woman right right and of course I mean, we're white women. So like, it's difficult to broach this topic, right? Like it's not something that we can speak a lot to. And she can. And she does it so beautifully. And she's such a leader mm-hmm. in the manifestation community. Like I'm I'm in awe of what she offers. Like she t- taught a breathwork class that actually blew my mind. 
um, and you know all the content that she creates and she's just I've been a fan for such a long time so mm-hmm. it was such an honor to be able to speak with her and get the insight one on two with her so mm-hmm. I, I really really enjoyed it I don't know if there's anything else that you want to say about it before we, we introduce I think her. you covered it well I'm looking forward to people listening to like I'm looking forward to people listening to the episode and um, hearing their takeaways from it too so I agree with you is I felt it's funny because like even during the interview like I just feel like I didn't have much to add to it because it was so well said right I was just like Yes. Like we ask a question and she like rounds it up so well. Yeah. And then so we're like, like I don't okay, even like guess I we'll can... ask another question. Like yeah. I have nothing to add because you no, nailed so it. So perfect. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's really good. I'm sure we'll be working with her in the future mm-hmm. in some capacity or another. Like yeah. I'm sure of it. Um. So yeah, I guess with that glowing intro, uh, here is our really lovely conversation mm-hmm. with Katie J. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome back to our manifestation journey. This is Michaela. I'm Sam. And we have a very special guest with us today. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, we have one manifester joining us. Miss Katie J is joining us today, and I am so friggin' pumped. Hi, Katie. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> the coolest thing is that I first heard about you through the Manifestation Babe podcast. Mm. And now which is, you're on our podcast, which is- like, Which was almost a year ago that I was on that. And I received a DM this morning from someone that said, I just heard you on the Manifestation Babe podcast. And uh, I was like, that episode is almost a year old and it's still reaching people. I love that that's how you found me. Yeah. Oh, well, I was cool. just so inspired by your, you had a lot of conversation about shadow work. And it was kind of a new term to me at the time. And I think I emailed you and I was like, so I think I might be a witch. And you were like, we need to talk. <laughs> I was like, you're definitely a witch. <laughs> if you think you're a witch, you're a witch. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. And I think I just started swaying. So I was like, mm-hmm. I need help with this. What's yeah. going on with me? And so you're one of the people that were like, you know, it's like energy or it could be trauma you're releasing or whatever. And we had like a lovely conversation and you know, before we started recording, we were talking today about um, that you're in your van, which is such a huge manifestation for you. Because yeah. when we first started talking to you, you were just talking about it. Like you had gone through a huge transition in your life. And we we met the dog then too, which was so nice. <laughs> um, but like, oh, he's sitting in the background, I guess. Well, and we were just talking about this, that we're going to put this video on YouTube. So if you're on YouTube, you can see the dog in the background. But um, I'm forgetting, I'm blanking on his name right now, which is Cooley. 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 I know, I just, I literally just said it, but now I'm like looking at myself in front of a microphone and blanking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Huli is in the background. Yeah, we met Huli a year ago too. But yeah, you were going through a transitional period and you were like, I'm getting the van and I'm living the van life. And, you know, it's, and we were in the old house and we were like, how the hell do we sell this house? Um, and now here we are a year later. It's so surreal. So that was a really big fancy way of saying, I'm just so excited to be uh-huh. talking to you today. <laughs> Thank you. I'm stoked to be here. So I, I'm just going to kick things off. I got like a sort of a list of questions here, but I know, and I mean, in true, our manifestation journey form, we're going to probably fly all over the map, but, yes. um, 
my first question is, I just want to, um, if anyone's not familiar with you, to talk a little bit about your background um, in terms of like how you grew up and sort of what led you to become a manifester. Absolutely. So I grew up in Austin, Texas with a Southern Baptist background. So I grew up going to church, singing in the choir, praying before meals and before bed. So my whole life, I've been interacting with spirit pretty intimately. And obviously, didn't call it that back then. Um, I called it prayer and worship and fellowship and all of those words. And in college, I started to realize through taking classes in Hinduism and um, in other world cultures and religions and things, I started to realize that there are other religions out there that actually are very similar to Christianity and the way that I grew up, but just use different words. And when I started to realize that and meet people from different backgrounds in college, I started to really expand my awareness and, and mind around what spirituality actually is. And for a while, I was very, very lost spiritually. I was very stuck and feel and depressed. And, you know, when I left my religion, I just was kind of floating around, like, what do I do with myself? I'm, I'm feeling very, feeling very disconnected, um, was where I was at. And then I took a yoga teacher training in 2015, met an incredible group of other witches and healers through that training and really reconnected to, from that, reconnected to my own purpose, my truth, my uh, intuition, my mission here on earth, which is to connect people to the healing power of nature. And to, and I also realized that my life could be anything that I wanted it to be. It to be. It didn't have to look like the nine to five job that I had at the time. It didn't have to look like the 401k and the apartment and whatever. Like I could live my life any way that I wanted to. And I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always had an entrepreneurial entrepreneurial spirit. I started my first business when I was in middle school doing house sitting, cat sitting, dog walking in my neighborhood and <clears throat> always knew that I wanted to work for myself. I even tried to convince my parents to send me to like an entrepreneurial school instead mm -hmm. of college. And they were like, no, 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 we're sending you to college, which is funny because I ended up paying for entrepreneurial school later on by hiring business coaches and taking courses and all that stuff um, on my own. So after college, did yoga teacher training, had a spiritual awakening, um, within a few months left my nine to five job to go work at a retreat center um, slash summer camp. And then from there, everything just exploded. Every, it was like a, that yoga teacher training was like a catalyst for me, um, for meeting people who would align me into this business, who would inspire me and support me. And also empower me to go the places that I wanted to go to go live in Costa Rica for a few years to um, go live in the mountains to live in a van right like all of those things kind of the ball started to get rolling after that yoga teacher training and <clears throat> happy to kind of go into the details of how I ended up in coaching but long story short I started podcasting and noticing trends in the people that I was interviewing and what it is that they had struggled with and they had to work through and how they got through it and within those patterns realize like this is manifestation there's something manifestation was something that was introduced to me before college actually I actually manifested my way into my dream school um, but then I forgot all about it and never used it again until I rewatched the secret um, 
back in 2017, right before starting a business. So I use manifestation in my business from day one before I was even manifestation coach. And, and that is because I practiced it and did it. I, I manifested, I, I watched the secret. They said, surround yourself with the things that you want. I surrounded myself with images of the school I wanted to get into. And I manifested my way into my dream school. And I was like, this shit works. How can I use this to help support other women? And basically combined the patterns I was seeing in my podcast with my understanding and practices of manifestation and brought them together in summer of 2018 for my very first manifestation course, which I gave away for free because I was like, I don't know if I can teach someone to do this. This is all Mm -hmm. just like theory to me, you know, and it worked. I was able to teach people how to manifest in their business. And I was like, let's do this. (laughs) So that's kind of the background as to how I got started. And, um, and, and also kind of putting a little bit more context in the fact that this isn't just like hustle and grind manifestations. This isn't just like mindset, mindset, mindset. It's mostly spiritual work actually. Um, so that's my background. Love that. Wow. That was really great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you have a question off her mouth? no like oh, you're just enjoying yeah she's just, just enjoying, enjoying watching you talk yeah <laughs> I enjoy uh, watching me talk too <laughs> so like I mentioned earlier like you know what how I was introduced to you was through shadow work so I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about that and you know um how you work with your your clients spiritually and just I guess about the work that you do Absolutely. So shadow work is kind of the second step in the manifestation cycle as I teach it. The first step is to set a clear goal, get really clear on what it is that you want. And most people already know what they want. And if you think you don't know what you want, you actually do. We can talk about that later if you want. (laughs) And the second step is shadow work because once you decide what you want, okay, I want a six figure business. Well, there's a lot of beliefs standing in the way that tell you that you can't have it. And the whole the, the way that we manifest is by believing that you can have something. So if you believe, like I believed I was worthy of having this van. I believe that it was inevitable that I need, that I actually needed this van in order to run my business the way I wanted to, in order to live my life the way I, I wanted to, it was a necessity, but that took years. I had a van at one point. It was very cheap, uh, lemon that I had to sell. It wasn't, you know, I couldn't even take on a, on a single road trip. And it took me years to be like, yes, I can have a nice van that's built out to my specifications and to my needs. And that is something that I actually deserve. So in order to get to that place where I believe I can have it, I believe I'm worthy of it. I believe I deserve it. There was a lot of shadows in the way. There was a lot of, well, you don't, you're an entrepreneur. So like, who's going to extend a loan to to you right like do you at that time at that point in time because that was summer of 2020 and my business was like just taking off and I was still pouring I always pour a lot back into my business like hiring help and systems and that kind of thing and at that point I was only paying myself a thousand dollars a month a thousand dollars a month so I was like how the hell am I gonna get a loan for a van when I'm only paying myself a thousand dollars a month, right? Like I had to work through that belief system. And that is what shadow work is, is looking at the beliefs that tell you that you can't have what it is that you want. Looking at the, and sometimes it's beliefs, sometimes it's doubts, fears, sometimes it's trauma, right? Like shadow work is also looking at the trauma that we go through, not necessarily the story in the event, but how it's trapped in the body and how that prevents us 
physically from moving forward because we're like trapped physically in fight, flight, or freeze mode. And we can't get to that vibration of rest, digest, and ease. And so I've incorporated trauma healing into the work that I do as well, because we all have trauma. So that basically is shadow work. It's looking at the beliefs and the trauma and the doubts and the fears that tell you that you can't have what it is that you desire. And what I call healing them, right? Um, Removing them, working through them, invalidating them, realizing that they're conditioning. And that's I mean, we'll put trauma aside for a second because that's a whole separate conversation, but just specifically with limiting beliefs and doubts and fears and those types of things that really hold us back from moving forward. Because if you don't believe that you can have something, you're never going to take action towards it. If I didn't believe I could have a van, I would have never called the Ford dealership, right? So when we do, when I do shadow work with my clients, when I support them through that, it's sometimes it's me holding space for them and like really looking at these beliefs, where they came from, what message they hold, why they're there. um, What, what, when I say where they came from, I specifically mean things like they're coming from the patriarchy. They're coming from white supremacy. They're coming from capitalism. They're coming from colonialism. They're coming from the paradigms that were created by people in power from the past. And what, what we're doing as people who are intentionally manifesting our lives is that we're creating a new future, right? So we can't park the new car where the old car is still parked in the garage. That's something that Catherine Zinkina always says. So you have to clear out that old car. You have to sell that old car and release it through shadow work. And that's, that's what we do. That's what I do with my clients. And I'm happy to dive into any section of that that you find more interesting. Hmm. Yes. I, so you've been taking, I've been, I've, so I'm like an avid manifester fan. Um, so I like watch all your Instagram, all the things, your posts, your stories, everything. Yeah. Fangirling right now. Um, so <laughs> you've been posting stuff. It's called TRE. I don't know what this is. This is the first time I've heard of this term and you're like diving deep into this. So what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. So TRE stands for tension and trauma release exercises. And it's a series of seven exercises that are some, they're exercises and stretches. They're meant to mildly fatigue and stretch the muscles that are associated with the stress response. So specifically um, the leg muscles and the hips and lower abs, which are targeting the psoas. So the reason, and so um, if you don't know where the psoas is, you can kind of think about it being just in the in the abdomen hip area. And what these exercises do is they mildly fatigue and stretch these muscles to elicit what is called a trimmer mechanism. So this whole field of study was founded by a man named Dr. David Bracelli. Uh, he's a bioenergetic therapist and a PhD clinical social worker. And he was kind of traveling around. He, he, he studies trauma and he was studying trauma in a variety of different war zones and um, uh, places that people were mostly war zones because you can't really predict natural disasters necessarily, but he was basically putting himself in those situations. And he realized that when we are um, under a stressful event, like a bombing or an attack, he was literally there for these types of things. He noticed that everyone in the room, the kids, the adults would contract their bodies like as like a protective mechanism, right? If someone's coming running at you. The first thing that you naturally want to do is protect yourself. You clench in the psoas and the abs, you 
bring your body in like into the fetal position and we, we contract. But we also have a natural mechanism to release this contraction. Um, you can also think about like a deer in a headlights or something, or even if you have a dog, like my dog, if he sees something out the window, he like looks and freezes and is locked in on that thing, right? His body is just like contracted and frozen, but then he shakes it off and he's like, oh, there's just a neighbor walking by. It's fine. He shakes it off and goes back to what he's doing. When that deer in the headlights, it's frozen. And then it's like the danger is gone. You don't see this happening, but that deer shakes it off and keeps going with what it's doing. So as adult, as um, humans, we have that same, as mammals, we have that same mechanism to shake off that contraction from a traumatic experience, from a scary experience. And what ends up happening or what he, what Dr. David Berselli noticed is that the kids in the room would shake. They would shake afterwards. Like they would be shaking, you know, after the event happened and all the adults wouldn't be. So he formulated this theory that basically like we're socialized out of that shaking mechanism. We're, sh we're so socialized out of that tremor mechanism. Um, because when you see some, if you see an adult just like shaking, right, we think they're sick. We think that they are on drugs. We think that they are crazy. Like we have all these negative connotations around our body shaking involuntarily. So basically these exercises put you into that um, stress state, you know, kind of simulating what it might be like if you were running away from something or charging to protect yourself. And then we lay you down and um, do a few more like hip lifts here and there to really work those thighs and hips and then we put you in a position um, with your feet flat on the floor and your knees a little bit wider than your hips while you're laying on your back and you shake you shake for 5 10 15 minutes usually and it's it usually when I lead people through these they're like what like you know I, I've told them all the things that I'm telling that I just told you but they're still like whoa I've never felt this in my body before and your body's like hell yeah I've been wanting to shake off this trauma for years thank you for finally letting me complete that process of going up and feeling stressed and then coming back down through the shaking mechanism so that's that's what TRE is it's that it's that tremoring mechanism that you're reactivating in your body to allow your body to complete the process so that you can return back to that rest and digest state that is so cool yeah that's great I have like so with this stress induce is it just like physical activity like to get your body like work working out or is it mental stress and emotional stress like how are you because that so can you be to heal it or to cause it in the first place? to cause because the way that you were explaining it was just like causing stress so we can practice the releasing and the rest and right. So what type of stress is it? Cause like I could imagine it, I don't know. I have a background in um, behavioral psychology. So I have knowledge around support systems that are needed when exploring these really tough topics. So that would be, that's my question. Totally. Yeah. So um, as far as like the type of stress that you're working through versus you mean, are you meaning like um, a physical attack or bombing is one type of stress, right? Um, and then there's your boss yelling at you every day or like just having a stressful job that prolonged stress, both. It's both, which is why it's tension and trauma release exercises because um, 
the difference between me and my dog and me and this deer example, deer in a headlights example, is that my dog doesn't replay his trauma again and again and again, right? They believe it's the neocortex that humans have that other mammals don't. So that belief or that thought that um, this is a stressful situation, my boss is going to be on my ass, like da 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 da, you know, work is super demanding right now, like that type of stress still gets stored in the body. It's just that our our big old human brains have the ability to replay our traumas and replay our stress. And really you can just be laying in bed and be stressed. It doesn't need to be any sort of external stimulation for you to stress out your body, right? And that prolonged stress can become trauma. So this type of work is both, um, but it is a, it is, or it helps with both type of stress, but it is a very much a somatic experience. It's very focused on the body and focused on how trauma is trapped in the body, as opposed to the story and the, um, the story that we tell, I don't want to say the story that we tell ourselves about the trauma, but you know, with every single event, it doesn't matter who you talk to, you're going to get a different story, right? Everyone has a, like your dad might, my dad might say, oh, I was, punishing and this was discipline I would say that was abuse right so everyone has a different story and the whole the the theory behind TRE or at least what they taught us in the training is like the story does it doesn't matter as much when it comes to releasing the tension and the trauma in the body because the story might not even be accurate or true, right? We might have this, well, this is what happened to me. This is what happened to me. This is what happened to me. From your perspective, yeah, absolutely. That is what happened to you from your point of view, but it's still trapped in your body and you running over that again and again doesn't necessarily, or I'm sure there are plenty of like other ways to work through therapy or to work through trauma using like therapy and um, other sorts of, ways of, of talking and working through that story, but this practice specifically works with the body. So do you need to be thinking about a specific trauma in order to do this practice? Or is it like breath work where you just breathe and start crying and you don't know what you're crying? <laughs> exactly. It's just like breath work in that your body knows what it's ready to release. Your body knows um, what it needs really. So when you put yourself in that plate and sometimes um during TRE like I had a very clear visual of a traumatic experience as a kid at one point I think I was I don't know maybe like three two or three and I was out in the beach with my brother and we were out in the waves playing and he was like I'm gonna go in bye and I just started floating out to sea like just floating out to sea and I always thought like that story was just a story right um, but no, it actually, like, I am terrified of the ocean. I still surf. I still go into the ocean, but I'm terrified of it. And during a TRE session, I was laying there shaking and I was like, oh my gosh, that is like that specific event. And then also the ancestral trauma of like leaving Africa and not mm -hmm. ever coming back. Right. Like just going off onto a ship and floating out to sea into, into slavery. Like that is in me too. And I, and that came to mind while I was shaking, was I actually releasing the trauma associated with that? I don't know. Doesn't matter to me. Like our, my body knows what it needs to release and that's what it's doing. It's it, potentially that's, that's the trauma it was releasing that day, but it could have been releasing something else. Um, 
And shaking more, shaking less doesn't mean you have more or less trauma either. It just means that's what your body needs. My friend, Amy, that introduced me to this work, she was like, do you want to see what my trimmers are doing recently? She was probably like, she was almost done with her training program doing the TRE training so she had been doing the shaking and the trimming for months and she was like and and the trimmers change right they're not always the same right just like breath work every practice is going to be different so it might start off in your lower back it might move up to your shoulders it might go into this arm and she was showing me for those of you that are watching this on video you'll see but she was showing me what her trimmers were doing recently and it was like twisting her and like throwing her to the side and she was like is it this crazy you know <laughs> like she's fully conscious and aware and just totally fine with it you know she's like this is wild she's like I think this is actually she was like I think this is from my um from my car accident because like this is the motion that happened it hit me and like my body went like this so wow. she thought that that's what her tremors were releasing is there any way to actually know no but it's interesting that that's what her body was doing and it was a simulation of what happened when she had a really traumatic event but yeah it was like she was on the floor just like being twisted and thrown to the side wow that's so cool and I I I somewhat am relating to this only because you know when I messaged you a year ago my my swaying started with rapidly vibrating like my whole body when it is create like it looked almost like a seizure but I was conscious through it I'm like laughing through it I'm like I don't know what's going on But my body is just like, and it was after meditation or after yoga, I would just go into this shaky state and I can still go into it. And like, it's quite unpleasant. So I don't, cause I'm just like, oh, it's exhausting. I don't feel like doing that. But like, it is something that I'm able to tap into just by meditating. So maybe yoga stirs energy around and then that's why it happens and then slowly it would move into me sort of swaying and like we've got videos of me like actually kind of doing yoga poses and like dancing sort of like it's all on our youtube channel you can like have a look at it but yeah like it's it's I'm just relating to this woman that's like moving. I'm like, isn't this crazy? Like yeah I've been there like it's same with documented. I'm like this is crazy yeah what's interesting about it is like we have these we're you know we experienced what she was doing without having education around it or the words for it but I feel like that's more impactful because it's like I didn't know that this was a thing like I didn't know that my body can actually move without me yeah involuntarily involuntary yeah and not because of a condition or not because like there's something wrong with me like I I wasn't scared ever I was just kind of like this is weird maybe in the beginning I was a little freaked out yeah well you gradually (laughs) you gradually graduated right to and trusted it to different ways of moving your body but I think like this isn't something that people talk a lot about this involuntary movement that your body can do like yeah it's just especially not... for healing like it, that doesn't sound like a healing thing that sounds like a problem well yeah people would view it you know and obviously this is not like something that we've been capable of doing but as you mentioned Katie that people would look at you like you're crazy right or like there's something wrong with you and like probably put you on medication because you're convulsing on the floor right yeah like I don't know I I'm fascinated yeah. by this topic. 
Yeah, the stigma about around shaking is what I think prevents a lot of us from doing that. Michaela probably had a much more open mind around like what just what your body's capable of doing, especially like after having children, I'm sure it's like, whoa, my body's a miracle worker, you know, like this is magic right here happening. So like, of course, it's going to do some weird shaking thing, <laughs> you know, when I'm super relaxed, but that's the like now I don't like, I'll start shaking and tremoring when I'm leading breath work. Um, I'll shake and tremor before bed. Sometimes like when I'm really relaxed or really tapped in, my body will just be like, yeah, let's release some trauma. <laughs> <laughs> once you open up that portal, you can do it anytime. Yeah. And that's, um, yeah, you were saying through yoga. Yes. Through yoga. So that is another way that they teach the same thing too. what's called neurogenic yoga. You basically do any yoga class, you lay down and you start tremoring. Um, yeah. 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 And we did that a little bit in my ease retreat too. It was like, I am not certified to teach TRE yet, like the seven exercises, but tremoring is like, nobody can put any sort of restriction on the healing power of a tremor. Right. So I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm certified to teach yoga. Let's do that. And then let's tremor you all. And they loved it. They loved it. They were like, oh. we're going to tremor all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying that, um, you feel really exhausted afterwards. And that's what I've noticed too, is for me, for everyone that I have guided through the, these exercises and through the tremoring, they get out of it and they're like, I'm so relaxed and sleepy. <laughs> it's definitely not something you want to do right before he operating heavy machinery, no. <laughs> um, but it, it will, it will, it is, it's like, it's body work, right? Yeah, like okay. it is work, your body is working. And so it, I, that exhaustion afterwards is very normal. And I find that after breath work too. Yeah. Like yeah. after a breath work session. And the first one I ever did was with you. And I like, you probably remember, I was like a sobbing nest. I had like, clumps of mascara down my face I was like my mind was blown I felt like I had gone into like a different dimension and like I think everyone else on that the one the first session I did with you had done it before I think um so they were all like yeah it's really cool right I'm like guys this is the most mind-blowing <laughs> shit I've ever seen like what is why are people talking about this I'm like I just I think the biggest thing that I couldn't get over is that it was my breath my body I wasn't on any stimulants it wasn't a drug I was just like on this crazy trip this like acid trip from breathing like I was like, I just couldn't get over it and it's just I mean it just shows even more right and it's more of I think what the spiritual community is advocating for just the magic that the human body is mm -hmm. and what it's capable of and how breathing can heal you stretches can heal you shaking can heal you like what mm -hmm. like it's so crazy that we have that power mm -hmm. it you know and it's I think if a lot of the world wasn't developed the way that it was by men, um, we would already know this, right? It wouldn't be this crazy thing. It'd be like, yeah, of course, this is just, we heal at home. We right. heal at home. Right. And that's not part of our culture. That's not, um, I was actually, I don't know if you know this about me, but I was planning on going back to school to study traditional Chinese medicine for a little bit. I toured schools, applied to them, got in, put a deposit down, took prerequisites. Like I was going. And then this was summer of 2019. And I, um, I went to visit the school for the third time. And I just had a full body. No, I was like, 
uh-uh, I have one client. I had one client at that point. And I was like, I know how to sign a client, like a high ticket one-on-one coaching client. And I'm helping them. I'm already helping them to change their lives and to transform and heal. So why do I need to be the one that has all the answers when really I don't? And I never will. The people that have the answers to their healing are each individual. And I was like, mm-hmm. like that's what I want to do. I want to help people tap into their own healing instead of being the one that's the doing healer. the healing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so empowering. Wow. Hello. And that. brave. I love to have that. gone that far and taken that many steps and then being like, nope, I'm going to step into the yeah. unknown one yeah. of our and trust phrases. yourself in that way. Oh my yeah. God. I'm all about that. Yeah. Just so great. Lush thousands of dollars down the drain <laughs> oh my taking my prerequisites I was like whatever I'll make it back <laughs> oh, so good that's a very abundant mindset yeah. right like there's no fear and lack associated in that decision well maybe there was a little bit but, but it was it, yeah. I did it anyway and that's yeah. a good message too is like do it scared yeah 100%. do it scared so yeah. I was like, I knew it was the right decision to not go back to school. I knew pe- I was like, people are going to judge me. My parents are going to be pissed because I used their money to do these prerequisites. Like, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, none of that mattered when it came to like the people that I was on this earth to serve. That's, that's what I was thinking about. That's, that's kind of leading into a question that I was, that I had for you. Like, you know, what's, what's the thing that you would tell people that are like, new to this world or they've been listening kind of to our conversations or your conversations sort of on the sidelines but they haven't taken any action like what would you say to those people about about this world and what you know about it from your experience it's kind of like learning to drive you can read a book you can watch videos someone can tell you about a car Mm -hmm. all day but -hmm. until you get behind the steering wheel you will never actually know how to drive, right? So until you start applying the principles that y'all talk about, that I talk about, none of it will make sense and none of it will click. So by the principles that I'm I'm referring to, like doing the, your shadow work, right? Joining a group, a circle, a program, hiring a coach, have, getting a therapist, like doing whatever you need to do to get res- to receive support. Because if you're going to continue to do the same, the things that if you're going to continue to do the same thing, you're going to have the same results. So you have to do something different in order to get right. different results. So doing your shadow work, doing your light work. And by light work, I mean, um, by light work, I really mean two things. One, rewiring your brain, right? We learning sentences basically yeah. <laughs> learning sentences way. yeah that's such a good way yeah that. because yeah I mean and people think affirmations are like oh I'm just gonna like chant this or say this to myself in the mirror and like that's it no no no. it's practice for you actually saying this to other people right when you say I am love with confidence to somebody else like they're gonna be like whoa <laughs> whoa you know it's not just a, an affirmation like it is yeah. actually a practice your identity your identity exactly so yeah get behind the driver's seat and like the only way that you're going to experience manifestation is if you play with it and that's the fun part that's the best part about it is that it gets to be fun it gets to be playful I had a call with a client yesterday where she was like I believe I can receive five hundred dollars for free like randomly in the mail but nothing bigger than that and I was like well let's play with that then you know like what about 750 let's get your belief behind that and I've got all sorts of 
tools and practices for upgrading your belief system that I work with, that I use with my clients and stuff. And so that's something that we're playing with, right? Is like, let's see where 750 can just randomly show up in my life, you know? And, and that's all it is. It doesn't need to be this like manifestation. Isn't this like high stress, um, do it or don't do it. Like, it's just, it's, let's see what happens, you know, like let's play with the universe a little bit. And, um, but yeah, that's what I would say to the people that are sitting on the sidelines is like, that's no fun. Get in the game, you know, <laughs> let's, let's yeah, play a little. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, and we all are manifestors, right? Like whether you know Believe it or not, that. like yeah. we yeah. all are manifesting. So it's just that like the recognition of that you are doing it. So like, do you want to do it in more of a intentional way? Really? Right. And then like, yeah. okay, if that's the case, that's awesome because now we get to play with it. It's not like you have to devote yourself to this and be, you know, like set in stone or like, like, it's not like you're like, there's a membership fee and like, <laughs> right. You have to climb right. seven steps and like, it's not yeah. like that at all. No, it's just like, no. it's playful energy that you get to embark in. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're not just all manifestors, but we're all always manifesting we're always manifesting like we're always vibrating so we're always attracting so you might as well learn how to do it intentionally so you can attract the things that you actually want yeah exactly yeah um so this is one of the things that we we really want to talk to you about because it's it's been a hot topic kind of in conversation I would say within the last year just over a year um what like the conversation, like, for example, you did a post that said manifestation is not just for white women. So we want to talk about this because Mm -hmm. obviously we're white women, uh, no surprise there. Um, (laughs) and, but this is a conversation that we want to be able to have. And as a leader in the manifestation community that you are, um, what is your, your perspective with manifestation in the BIPOC community? And we just want to give you like a, the space to talk about this because it needs to be talked about. Thank you. Yeah, this definitely needs to be talked about. So I'm a part of a group coaching program. I'm a peer mentor inside of my business coaches group coaching program. And there is a topic of discussion, like someone posted in the Slack channel, like, something about wanting to, like she listened to a manifestation coach who was a white woman who said, um, go ahead, like if you want a specific car, go into a car dealership and, mm-hmm. and test it out. And this one woman who was listening to this, who's inside this program, she was like, what she posted in our Slack channel was that she didn't feel comfortable going into a car dealership because she felt like, you know, as a black woman, they would be like, this person doesn't have the money to buy this car and that she would face some microaggressions Mm -hmm. from them. And I was like, oh, we need to talk about this. Right. Mm -hmm. So I got on a call with um, several women of color, black, Asian, Indian, like all groups of women were, were represented. White women were also in this conversation and I just like wanted to listen and be like, where, like, where are their doubts and fears and conditioning mm-hmm. and limiting mm-hmm. beliefs coming up? Like where, are, and, and just try to like understand better um, because I don't feel that way walking into a dealership necessarily, but I might, if I was trying to like, when I walked into the Ford dealership to get this van, I was like, yeah, of course. But if I was going into like a Tesla dealership, that wouldn't be necessarily at the front, the forefront of my mind, but I can see how someone might feel that way. Right. And 
basically gosh where do I even start with this <laughs> well you so, mentioned something a little bit earlier about the systems at play and how yes. that can manipulate someone's belief systems exactly the systems at play manipulate our belief systems so um and then also our upbringing manipulates right. our belief system too my parents didn't we never really talked about race like we never talked about like oh, look out for micro microaggressions or you're going to have to work harder because you're black and you're a woman. Like my parents never said that to me, but there are black parents who do say that to their kids. Like right. the world's going to be harder for you. You're going to have to hustle, you know, in order to make it. And so that is the paradigm. That is the mm -hmm. world in which they exist in and which in, in which they move about the world and how they manifest and all that stuff. That specific car example, when it comes to manifesting, and I'll get in more into the to like being a woman of color and all that stuff but that specific example for those who are listening it's important for you to know that the whole point of that practice of going and test driving a car is so that you can feel what it feels like to drive that car and tap into that feeling again and again and again until you manifest it um, until you're like yeah this is normal this is easy this is like my life right this is just how it is I drive this amazing vehicle so you can do that at a dealership or you can you can even manifest someone with that type of car right and ask them if you can drive it like there are other ways mm -hmm. around that it doesn't have to be going to a dealership you could also rent that car for a day right like there are so many ways that you can go about doing that but what's really happening here is yes there are systems at play there's um and and, the, and when i say upbringing like the people who raised us were also bought up brought up in a system and it's as you know it's as subtle as like walking into a cafe walking into a room and realizing that and, and just knowing there's no one in here that looks like me right which from a very subconscious primal level like when there's no one from your tribe in that space you don't feel safe like you don't feel completely safe and that's not something that you know a year ago was when was when the BLM movement like really blew up, right? And a lot of these things were like not even part of my like conscious mm. mind until that, until the internet exploded with all this education. And I started reading, um, I know why the cage bird sings and realizing like, oh my gosh, my parents taught me to say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir, like my whole life, not because they, I mean, yeah, it's a Southern thing and like to be polite and stuff, but also like, because I could get shot if I like disrespected a white person, you know, like that's their mentality is like, teach your children to respect people in general, all people, all people, because, um, they might end up in like if they don't know that they might end up in a situation where they get hurt killed whatever so all of this is to say that like yes if you are um in the BIPOC community and you are not a white male basically <laughs> if you're not a white male because I think white males make the best manifestors because yeah, no one told them they couldn't have it you know no one told yeah. them that they were unworthy I've met so many white males who were like yeah, I'd like, oh, that's what you teach? Like, I just did like, <laughs> that job, you know? <laughs> They're like, I just thought I, like, of course I can have that job, you know? Cause that's just the world that they grew up in was wow. every, like yeah. everything was accessible to them. It wasn't like their representation, the people in the spaces they wanted to be looked like them. So to have right. the opposite of that, 
will absolutely affect your manifestations if you're not consciously aware of it. If you're not like, whoa, I'm scared to walk into this dealership or, um, you know, like, oh, I'm dating this new person. I wonder if their parents are racist, you know, like those minor things that you think about as a person of color, um, as, as a woman of color, like, am I safe here? They do impact your manifestations in, in, in your daily life if you're not aware of them if you're not working through them and if you're not doing yeah if you're not doing shadow work around it because at the end of the day like what you like you me this dog like we're all spirits we're just spirits inhabiting these suits here on earth right like our space suits our skin suits our animal bodies I call them all sorts of things but like at the end of the day that's all we are and everything else is illusion and that's really what manifest like how I teach manifestation it's coming back to that it's what are we at the end of the day we are just spirits in these skin suits you know like looking through these eyes running through this mind and um only here for a temporary amount of time but because we are spirits we are a part of the greater the greater spirit that creates everything and we're capable of anything regardless of what color skin suit you live in or what that skin suit is shaped like or whatever so manifestation is really just the process of healing and coming back to who it is that we actually are removing the conditioning of the patriarchy and white supremacy removing the conditioning of our culture and our upbringing and really coming back to the essence of what it is that we are and what our potential really is wow like nail it go. <laughs> like I wish we had like a fun that was like a like a maybe we could insert crowd a fan, yeah. Like, yeah. a bunch of claps or something <laughs> exactly and all behind us is just like it's, that was beautiful yeah thank you so much for sharing that yeah. Was, yeah that was amazing Absolutely. thanks for asking too yeah such a loving light beautiful perspective perspective like yeah. I just Mm. I am love. Yeah, <laughs> I am love. Exactly. And it's, you know, it's funny because I, over the past year, I've just started to realize like, oh my goodness, I am the, like, I've been groomed for this job and this work my entire life, you know, like it's perfect that I ended up in this colored skin suit, you know, it's perfect that I grew up in a really religious spiritual home, right? It's perfect that I was in a sorority and was on a cheerleading team and was you know running women's circles since I was 19 right like all of these things add up to create how it is that I'm meant to serve and how it is that I'm supposed to bring people back to themselves right love that yeah me too oh my god you're just so I have two more questions for you. Okay. Um, so one is, um, if someone were to uh, work with you, what would that look like? What, what, what are the type of services that you offer? What are you doing to serve people? It's kind of a good segue. Like I'm, mm. I'm um, yeah, I want you to promote yourself a little bit here. Like, what are you, what are you offering to us souls in skin suits? Yes, <laughs> I am offering. So if you follow me on Instagram, then you will see that I offer free content, free workshops, um, those types of things. 
my phone's ringing, but it's fine. The internet's still connected. So we're good. So <laughs> I offer free workshops first and foremost. Like I, I think that education should be free. So I offer those types of things. And then I also offer one-on-one coaching and I am also offering a group mentorship program that is all going to be, I mean, specifically it's focused on manifestation, right? Which isn't super specific, but it's called ease and it was a course. And then I, you know, got some feedback and I was like, you know, this would be so much better if it was longer. It's like a nine month program. We meet three times a month and Mm -hmm. that is going to be like my signature intro program. It's like, you do that then you probably want to do some one-on-one coaching. And I also have retreats that I'm doing now too. So I've got a retreat coming up in September in Sedona, Arizona. It'll be my second ease retreat. And I'm really excited about that. So retreats, group coaching, so one-on-one coaching and um, free workshops. Wow. That's awesome. If you haven't heard (laughs) enough of what you like, I mean, today, then you're clearly not Katie's client. (laughs) Yeah. She's she's offering it all. So I don't, I mean, yeah. Um, Tell us a little bit about the retreat because you just had your first one. So how did that go? Like what can't, I know like, you know, what happens in the retreat stays in the retreat and that's fine. But like, can you tell us anything about it? Oh my gosh, of course. So the first night there were four retreat goers, me, a co-guide and a chef. We're all staying in a house down the street from a, one of the, one, a trailhead in Sedona. And first night, everyone gets there. We have dinner. And I was like, okay, guys, I'm going to go out to the van and, you know, just get myself together before our first opening circle. And I come back in 30 minutes later and they're all like huddled together, like around, (laughs) you know, around each other, like holding one person specifically, they're all loving on one person. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have to do anything. All (laughs) I have to do is create the space and call people in and the healing, the transformation, the support all happens organically. And of course, like, yeah, I held space for people and I did breath work and yoga and, and trimmering and all sorts of things like that. But the real magic happened in the in-between spaces. I left plenty of space in between activities so that they could go on a walk or meditate or just be bored mm-hmm. or pain or do whatever they wanted to do. And during those times was when people really connected with one another mm-hmm. where, um, cause there were some coaches on the, on the trip. So like they were, they were coaching each other, mm-hmm. they were supporting each other. Like it was amazing to me because that first night I was like, it just took all the pressure off. Cause for I don't know if you know this about me, but I was in the camping industry for a a while and I, you know, did camp counselor and then I was on the leadership team and then I was a camp director and all these things. And when you're running a summer camp and there's hundreds of kids running around and like all these meals to coordinate, make sure dietary restrictions are handled and this person's having a good time and all these things, like it's a lot. So I was kind of prepared for that I was like okay if I can do camping with 400 kids I can do a retreat with four women you know and it was so much easier and I was like actually halfway through the retreat I was like of course I'm doing this again let's look to see when the next dates are and mm-hmm. then also I was like I don't even know if I want to go back to the online world because I love wow. in-person stuff so much of course, I'm still doing online stuff because all the people that um, were on this retreat, I met online. Like that's how they found me. Right. So obviously there's merit in that, but I, I was just so fueled up by that experience and so excited about doing it again that 
I'm mean, like, this is going to be, I mean, this has been my intention for a long time. I actually back the summer, the summer going, yeah, the summer of 2018, 2019, sorry, when I was thinking about going back to school, I actually thought about doing a retreat that New Year's going into 2020. And then I also thought about doing a retreat in the summer of 2020. Neither one of those worked out, Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily because of COVID, but because of other reasons and something I've been wanting to do for a while and always knew it's my job to connect people to the healing power of nature and to themselves and to circles and other healers. and I, it's something I've just been really wanting to do. I saw a friend was running retreats in Costa Rica this spring. And I was like, okay, if people are willing to go to Costa Rica with her during COVID, then people will definitely be willing to go to Sedona with me. So mm. um, this is definitely something I'll be doing for the rest of my life. So oh my I hope to see y'all. That, yes, I was just yes. going to say that. The border's been closed, right? Like we've been yeah. stuck in Canada and like your first retreat happened. And I was like, I want to go to that. And like, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, I'm like waiting for the borders to open. So yeah, as soon as the borders open, we're, yeah, we have, we're, we have plans. We're really excited. <laughs> yeah. And we've Maybe. never been to Sedona, which is like the motherland of all things like spiritual yeah. and vortexes. So we're like Jones and go to Sedona. And I saw you guys went to like a crystal shop or something while you were there. And yeah, there was this other coffee place that you went to with music. What was that one called? Uh huh. The chocolate tree. Oh my God. The chocolate It was yeah. the chocolate tree. Yeah, yeah. They had this beautiful courtyard with all these trees and this amazing, amazing chocolate. We just like stumbled into that on the last oh, night. Yeah. guide. I was like, oh, there's music. Oh, they're setting up something. Okay. We're going to stick around for this. Aww, that's <laughs> Cacao <so> ceremony. <laughs> like so cool. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sedona's where it's at. I'm like, yeah, we really need to go. Okay. Um, so I have one more question for you. Okay. And I have is- a question though. Okay. You asked your question. Um, I want to know about your van life. Ah, like what inspired yeah. your van life? Like, how does it support your, because you were saying like, this is where I'm meant to be. Like, how does mm-hmm. it support your life in that way? And like all the things. Mm-hmm. So when I had my spiritual awakening in 2015, during my yoga teacher training, I had this very clear vision of, and by the way, I was working a nine to nine job and living in Austin, Texas at the time, but I had this super clear vision of being in the tropics and having a family and running at a, a, running a retreat center and surfing, excuse me, surfing and playing in the ocean and all that stuff. And, and seasonally, I was also in the mountains. Um, None of that made sense at the time. I was like, what, how is that going to work? And I don't know necessarily if my, you know, I'm looking to invest in property. I don't know if that property is going to necessarily be in Costa Rica, which is where my tropical location is, or if it's going to be here in the States. But part of the van vision, part of the intention behind getting the van is to go look for property. So Mm -hmm. to be able to like go actually live on the land. That's such a good idea. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. To actually be there and feel it and I feel like I'll just know, you know, when it's the right property. So part of that intention was to go find a mountain property to buy. And also just like to scratch that travel itch, you know, to be able to like meet my clients in person, to go from Mm -hmm. Sedona where I want to run a retreat to Taos where I want to retreat to 
Tahoe where I want to run a retreat, you know, and be able to just like bounce between those places and not necessarily feel tied to one spot yet. I definitely want to put roots down at some point, but I'm just not ready yet. You know, I'm just not there yet. So this is definitely scratching that itch of like waking up in nature, being Mm -hmm. and being super connected with nature, right? Like when you are living basically outside, you are so much more connected to the rhythms and the cycles and the patterns of nature and to be so much more connected to that and sleeping under a full, a new moon and a full moon and those types of things has been really rewarding for me. And I don't even know if I was fully expecting that from van life to be so like, Oh yeah, there's the sun. Okay. If I want my door to like open up to sunrise Mm -hmm. and like, I got to position it like this, you know, and just being so much more aware of the environment has been really powerful. So van life has been something I've wanted to do for a long time. And the intention of like looking for property is kind of more of a recent development. But like I said, my, I think, I think I said this, my first van purchase was back in 2017 that didn't even get on the road. So I have been wanting this for a while and now it's just like finally all clicking. Mm, Sounds amazing. Yeah. It's really, I don't know if you realize how um, like courageous you are because mm. like there's a lot of people who are like I want to do this this family and, don't. and just yeah don't freeze at the thought you know they're just they don't they're they just don't have that like the, that I don't know what it is like the energy behind it to actually make it happen um, yeah. there's a lot of she's the manifester yeah <laughs> but it's just like there's a lot why of why are you surprised I can see how there'd be like a lot of reasons why somebody wouldn't even though they want to and like yeah, you said earlier, do it scared, right? I love that. I love that too. Yes. It's like, yeah, because you can feel it in your heart. You know, you can feel it that it's like, this is meant for me. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, the other part of your body is just like, no, this is too scary. But you're like, I can't. There's can't. that that Glennon Doyle quote that's, what is it? Fear is excitement without breath. Mm. So it's like, you're not breathing it's into the- it. Isn't that, it? It's not, it's, I thought it was funny. No, it's, it's the guy that you like, the fish guy. You remember the big leap? The fish guy. Oh, Gay Hendricks? Yeah. That? Oh, I'm sorry. Gay Hendricks. <laughs> the fish guy. Like, no one said it. With the, the, fi- the book with the fish on it. That's everyone knows He's not that. Not a fisherman. No. <laughs> the fish guy. I love that. And, you know, as far as like doing it scared goes, like, I was even as the van was being built out and I was running my business pretty, I mean, the the beginning of 2021, I was like very active in my business and offering all sorts of different like circles. Like Michaela, you came to a lot of those and different breathwork ceremonies and things like that. Um, And I was like, how am I going to run my business from the van? Like, what is that going to look like? What if I don't have connection? What if I can't make client calls? And I was so nervous. And my, both my spiritual mentor and my business coach were like, you'll be fine. Like you'll figure it out. And I am, and I do, you know, like I just, I came to a specific park to get three bars to do this interview and it's beautiful here. You know, like I, I still get to live van life and, um, and run my business. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Doing it right. She's doing it right. She's doing it right. I know. She's like living it. Right. Yeah. Like that's the thing, right? You're, you're winning. You're, you're, <laughs> you're winning at life. Maybe. You're winning. Well, you're walking the walk, which is really helpful for people that are learning about this world and are like, you're like, it works. And 
people are like prove it and you're like look at my sweet life you know like, here it is really helpful and it's it's not all glamorous I will make that very very clear you know like I have accidentally peed on my floor you know <laughs> and like <laughs> and my sink is pretty small so I've got to like do my dishes instead of just leaving them there for a few hours so there there of course are times when it's like this is uncomfortable let's put it that way this is uncomfortable but I think there's a you know manifestation like it's pretty uncomfortable to be like I'm a six-figure coach with a wait list when you're not that right like so you got to get comfortable with the uncomfortable when you're manifesting when you're calling in when you're living an alternative lifestyle yeah do it wow. yeah I love that. um so my last question I feel like I mean you could piece together the answer with all of your answers here but really just what, when you wake up in the morning, what motivates you for your day? Mm. The people that I'm on this earth to serve. There are so many, and I think I haven't worked with any men yet. I've had two sales calls with men. Both of them have been like, not, a, not the fit I'm looking for. And I'm like, that's fine. I'm not targeting anyone. I'm targeting mostly women. And um, that's only because I am a woman. And I know the types of things that we go through. Um, and when you, you know, are running a business, you've got a niche down, but the spiritual women, the light workers, the healers, the moms, all the people out there who have been told that they're not good enough, that they need to work really hard, that they need to have certain credentials in order to help people that have a drive in their spirit to really serve, but don't have the steps they don't have the support they don't have the guidance they don't have the clarity to actually take that next leap I mean it's a trip it's a trickle effect right if I can empower a healer to start her business then think about all the people that she now gets to help mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and that right that is like that fuels me to get get up every single morning like I never ever ever dread showing showing up to work because I did when I was working for somebody else, you know, like, oh, I don't want to be doing this. I've never felt that in my business. Mm -hmm. Of course, there are days where I'm like, I'm tired or I'm on my period or whatever, but that's because I needed to take care of myself so that I can then overport, over uh, flow yeah. to others. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but it's so motivating and so rewarding to see my clients grow, to witness them manifesting and for them to text me few months after us working together and be like holy shit look what I manifested yeah. I got a house you know like that just oh that lights me up yeah I love that at the same time okay well speaking of that speaking of all those amazing clients that you'd like to serve how do people find you how do they get a hold of you you can find me at womanifester.com. That is where I, you know, keep the information um, that isn't on Instagram or just more in depth. So womanifester.com is my website. And then Instagram at womanifester. That is where I am pretty much every day. Um, not necessarily every day now that I'm living van life. I'll say every other day, but I'm there all the time. That is where you can learn about the most recent free workshops that I'm doing, my group coaching program, one-on-one -on -one coaching. You can, I share my clients work a lot because a lot of them are coaches and healers and artists and music musicians. So I share a lot of their stuff on my stories and things too. So 
there's a lot going on at what manifest at what manifests on Instagram. So that's probably the best way to reach me. Yeah, I can attest to that. I, mm-hmm. yeah, I love your Instagram. I already said that. So <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> and I respond to all DMS as long as they're not like creepy person from another country <laughs> who's like just trying to holler at me I will respond to all the dms <laughs> <laughs> that's good because you're that's actually a good point because some people don't so that's um that's really helpful to know so thank you yeah I love knowing if if this episode was impactful for you helpful for you like definitely let us know let me know in a dm or yeah. take a screenshot I, and tag yeah. us yeah mm-hmm. it's so true because you don't know who's listening right I had someone reach out yesterday on Facebook that said like oh I've been listening to you for a long time and I'm so happy that your vertigo is cured and I'm so happy that you're back to work and I'm like I don't know who this person is <laughs> and I was like wow thank you so much for reaching out like they were reaching out like they knew me and I'm like mm-hmm. obviously because they keep they listen to us and maybe she does I don't know but I'm like oh I'm like I don't know who she is but you just don't realize whose ears you're in yeah you know like who's listening so you're right it is it's very um rewarding and like humbling when someone's like oh I got something away from this or you know so letting us know just is like gets Mm -hmm. us all the feels it's just so nice um well I mean I don't even know how to thank you for your time today that was I appreciate it there's so many golden nuggets in there like it was just yeah it was really good yeah you're just so lovely (laughs) (laughs) thank you and congratulations on van life and I mean I love that you've got Huli back there and that he's feeling better because I know he was feeling sick last week so I'm happy that he's feeling better and you guys just look like you're just full of life it's awesome oh thank you yeah he's doing great we're doing great Van Life has thrown a few curveballs here and there, but nothing that we can't ham- handle. And I'm really, really grateful that you asked me to be a part of this podcast. I had a great time. Good. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you soon. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Thank you again for spending your time with us. We realize how valuable your time is. Yeah. And the fact that you spent it with us. Our episodes are usually long. <laughs> They're really long. This is normally the point in the outro where we ask you to like and share and screenshot this and share it with all your friends. We're not going to ask you to do that because you are a grown ass human. <laughs> and you can do what you want. You can do whatever you want. If you feel inspired to, great. Awesome. If you don't, we're, we're not here to tell you what to do. It's fine. We love you anyway. In doing this podcast and having conversations outside of this podcast, we realized how impactful these conversations can be. And now we are open to connecting with you and working with you to uplevel your mindset. The beauty about the podcast is you can hear us and how we talk to each other and the types of conversations that we have. And if you can visualize yourself having these conversations with us, then you might be the appropriate client for us to work with. You can head over to our website at ourmanifestationjourney.com and you can sign up there for a free consultation to see if we would be a good fit. The song used in this podcast is called The Little Things, which I love. It's created by the very talented and generous Bonus Points. Actually, his name is Chris, but he goes by Bonus Points. You can find him and his music at his website, which is bonuspointsmusic.com and his Instagram at bonus.points. And you can find his music on most of the popular music streaming platforms. We listen to him on Spotify. 
We just want to say thank you. Thank you for sharing your energy with us. Thank you for sending your energy to us. We're so grateful that you've come along with us this far. We genuinely wish you a life filled with joy and abundance. Mm. Yes. And we'll see you next time on our manifestation journey.